everyone, you're listening to Midnight Mass on 3CR 855 AM. It's Gabby here to supply your weekly dose of Psytrance this evening. I don't know about you, but I've been stressing about the future of Psytrance scene in Victoria and Australia since COVID has taken over, and I really wanted to get some insights about the prospects for music festivals as we enter the post-COVID world. So I had a chat with Nick Wallace last week, who is the man behind the 3CR show in Psychedelia. I thought he'd be a great person to give some of his insights and opinions about the future prospects of the Psytrance festival scene here in Victoria and Australia, as he is pretty politically embedded, having had run for parliament twice with the Australian Sex Party, and as well as having in-depth knowledge about political policies. I'll be playing that interview first up on the show, and then straight after that, we'll be heading into a 45-minute set of fresh off the label releases in Forest Psytrance. It's a good one tonight, so let's get into it. Here is my interview with Nick Wallace. So, hey, Nick, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are things going for you during the middle of stage four lockdown? Uh, thanks for having me, Gabby. Um, yeah, look, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's getting a little tiring. Um, we just celebrated my uh, partner's birthday the other day in isolation, uh, another zoom call um i've had zoom funerals i've had zoom birthdays um haven't had any zoom weddings yet but um yeah i i'm a bit tired of seeing everybody in pixel form i'd like to see them in skin form it sounds a little yeah. creepy but you know what i mean <laughs> i totally agree i'm on the same boat i mean i haven't had that many events on zoom um but definitely I'm tired of, you know, just seeing the pixelated form or just message form, you know. It's definitely uh, I'm missing the the skin form myself. <laughs> uh, so, Nick, as one of the founders of the Australian Psychedelic Society and as a key figure in Harm Reduction, Victoria's DanceWise program, you have been involved in the festival scene for quite some time now. And there are still so many unknowns with the future of music festivals in Victoria at the moment. But I was wondering where you think we're heading with music festival culture in Victoria and Australia. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. I don't think we're going to see many, if any, music festivals this summer um, in Victoria, at least. There might be in uh, in other states, but um, because we, we got hit um, hard uh, with the uh, increase in, in cases with COVID-19, it just kind of destabilised everybody's like ability to plan. And, and that's... It, absolutely the case for the entertainment industry especially the music festivals um music festivals need um you know the lead time to be able to promote um especially for the commercial ones and i'll, I'll separate this out because i think there's probably a different discussion about your, your more sort of underground um uh doofs uh that that might not be seeking permits and and things like that and and maybe we'll see a rise of that uh if people get frustrated and and do just want to party but in terms of the big ones they need that that lead in time to be able to plan um these are for some of them rainbow serpent festival is a multi-million dollar um event um so that they just uh they i mean they got hit twice this year because they were going to be on uh the normal weekend australia day weekend this year uh which of course uh australia was on fire uh then they rescheduled for easter in which case uh by then we had the global pandemic so um haven't actually heard a lot uh from their sort of official communications but i know that there have been uh discussions behind the scenes from a number of uh festival organizers and actually the uh the discussions have been around how can we utilize the online platforms uh to the best of our ability because 
there's some advantages there. Yeah, definitely. I have been seeing some articles about the transition to online events instead. Um, and there's also, actually, I was going to ask you about, have you seen the little podium prototypes where the you know they people are sitting in podiums about 1.5 meters apart and it's like a live event but they're separated and they're called pig pens have you heard of that no um it sounds gimmicky (laughs) i wonder how many people so you see so what everybody what you pay for a ticket and you sit in this podium and that's your space for that event yeah uh i mean look yeah probably going to see a lot more gimmicks like that i know that there uh there there are people i mean this has been happening for a long time but if you get an fm um, transmitter you can have a synchronized party with a bunch of cars um you know at places like uh, confest they have the silent disco using um the uh the wireless headsets and you can easily make that a um uh, a, a 1.5 meter physically a physical distancing uh safe type event yeah right um and so you mentioned before that you don't think that we'll have any festivals this summer um but esoteric just released the intention of planning their festival for march next year do you think that that's realistic or you you probably don't think that's realistic uh yeah I guess when I say summer I'm I'm thinking up until the end of this year maybe like start of next year um it sounds like um the uh restrictions or the state of emergency in Victoria is probably going to last at least another um six months if not 12 months uh more likely six but we'll, we'll there'll be news about that soon if not already um and though that means that um the state government still has the powers uh, to require things like masks and uh, the distancing measures and all of that sort of thing. Um, so no matter what, there's always there, there's going to be the difficulty of um, ensuring that you're complying with whatever the rules are at that time. But uh, in terms of what the rules actually will be, um, it's it's unclear because at this stage. Um, our stage four is meant to finish, um, I think, mid-September or a little bit later in September. Um, and yeah. after that, we, we don't know what's next. We're still waiting to hear. Uh, but it's likely that um, there'll be sort of a relax relaxation of rules so that you can have more and more people. So if by March things the numbers are looking good and... Um, uh, and Victoria is 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 uh, you know I, I offer it because I suppose it's uh, the numbers are going to play uh, into um, events for a long time. I think there will be restrictions on numbers, so um, I suppose Esoterica probably that like uh, any of these guys they they want to you know they they want to be able to plan now because it's a big event. It requires a lot of planning. You have to be able to take that time and start planning. So they've said, yep, we're going to plan, and I'm guessing they're just going to watch because it might um, make uh, their event you know uh, a different um, a different produced a little differently than um, than we've seen before, certainly, but um, yeah it's it's hard to tell. <laughs> Yeah, because I was thinking that uh, if we're going to have like a bigger event, more than I suppose even 250 people, I, I'm just not really sure. I mean, I'm trying to stay optimistic, but um, if I mean, if the government does give out the vaccine hmm. by, you know, the predicted early 2021, um, I guess it will also take time to kind of distribute it to everybody as well and all that. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see how things 
maybe it's also a good um, time to reflect. And um, uh, I, I don't know the um, the guys that run Esoteric personally, but I've heard uh, good things about uh, what they do. I've been along to and uh, to Esoterics, I think. It's an incredible production and it really has that feel of the sort of um, uh, old school sort of underground um, mixed with this kind of element of uh, chaos, but pulling it all together. Um, But I do know that when they were first um, promoting esoteric back five or six years ago, uh, I mean, even the term esoteric is, you know, the the secret knowledge, the hidden knowledge. So it's kind of, you know, strange. They're they're sort of um, vibing on that, I guess. Um, But they were really, it was at a time when Maitreya was falling because of uh, permit issues, Yamaya permit issues. There are a number of festivals that were disappearing because of issues with their permit. And um, my gosh, weren't the esoteric boys brazen about the fact that they had their permit. Um, that was most of their marketing and promotion was the fact that they had their permit. So I guess what I'm saying in that is I, I see a very brazen style from these guys. Um, they want to put on a big uh, production and they want to, they want to, you know, attract the attention. They want to do, do the cool thing and they have been doing the cool thing. Um, and I think, uh, it doesn't surprise me that they're announcing now that they want to do this, I suppose, because it kind of fits in with their their style. That's actually, that's a really good point. Um, yeah, well, I'm really hoping that it'll actually go through because I think we all kind of need a boogie, don't we? Uh, when oh, yeah. Face to face with people. Um, now, you had Bro Kitty on your show in Psychedelia a few months ago to discuss the future of festivals. And she was mentioning that the government has already had this streamlining of war and culture uh, for a while, even before the pandemic. You can see it in arguments with the festival pollution and drug taking and, you know, so many others. Do you think that the government might push this agenda to completely stop festivals from happening once COVID restrictions ease, even once mass gatherings are legally allowed? Because this is something that I've been kind of thinking about. Yeah, I think it's the shadow question that's haunting a lot of people at the moment. Uh, and if we look to New South Wales, where um, they haven't had the same restrictions that we have, um, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is still the. Uh, I should I should check, but uh, the the restrictions that they did have uh, allowed for the opening of a number of businesses. Uh, including businesses where uh, physical contact was a definite, it was definitely going to happen um, mm. in some of these businesses. Uh, but they, um, but they didn't open uh, dance floors. So the, I, I mean, this also fits in with Gladys's war on music, war on dance floors, footloose esque type escapade uh, that she seems to be on. Um, but it, it does kind of show that um, this particular culture is being singled out um, because it's not clear that the rules are being applied because uh, people are going to be in close contact because, as I said, other businesses uh, that definitely have people coming in close contact are allowed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and I think, you know, the, the, the kind of... All, all the um, discussion that I hear from the uh, from the Liberal government and even some uh, MPs uh, who who have actually straight out said this, they don't like these festivals. They they it's not their culture. It's a different culture to what they understand. Um, they get uh, they hear the worst and they you know it expands in their he- head as happens when you don't know a lot about something and you hear a little bad thing and then that becomes your picture of what everything must be. Um, so I think for some of them, they are out to, you know, to, to get the festivals, but that's not to also, you know, I guess the, the sort of balancing act in that is that there are, um, plenty of, uh, 
I guess, little L liberals among the liberals and even among, you know, the, the broader population who um, may not like those festivals, but their opinion is, if I don't like it, I'm not going to go to it. They should be able to do things within the same kind of rules that everybody else can, uh, can this kind of um, laissez-faire, free market kind of approach. Um, so, And that battle occurs in that party as well. So I, I, I guess this is a long way of, <laughs> of, of, of saying that... Um, I don't know for sure. I think Labor has been generally better in Victoria in terms of the festivals, but I think the real big problem that we'll have is um, authorization through the permit process uh, from agencies like Victoria Police because Victoria Police and especially the um, uh, the, the union um, have been sort of strongly against uh, festivals and they hold a lot of political political sway and they hold a lot of sway over whether or not a festival can get a permit so that a, it can continue. So, And we don't know what that conversation is going to be like yet because nobody's had that conversation with them yet, as far as I know. Yeah, I guess we'll see how things go. There's only speculation at this point, isn't there? Um well, Nick, also, I was just going to quickly ask you, what are your thoughts about the underground side trans scene? You did mention it earlier in the start of the interview a little bit. Do you think that they have any chance of still living on? Um, I'm just a little bit worried about uh, people might be worried about taking that risk um, after COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I think that's sort of where, you know, a lot of Victoria's bigger festivals are... Um or underpin at least in the in the sort of psychedelic and psytrance um kind of area is is the um underground uh Bushdorf community um and i that i mean those events have always run risks because they don't um necessarily seek permits some of them do um some of them are held on private land and considered private uh private parties and some of them will go on public land and uh just hope for the best or you know they happen to know the ranger in the area or you know it's 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 a very ad hoc type approach um so i think that's probably the kind of approach we're going to see in the future what can people actually get away with dare yeah. I say um, but uh, I mean I'm already thinking that people are probably raring for a party and if they can get a party on some private land um, that they uh, or a friend have um, after these restrictions are lifted and and at least they're not facing fines just for being together because at least you know if you have a restriction of 50 people you can have a, a party with 50 people that's 50 of your friends um, so maybe we're going to see smaller scale um, you know, uh, doofs, I guess, because people also have more access to the equipment now than they did 10 years ago. Um, there's uh, more people interested in this sort of thing and probably um, also more of a diversity in terms of what people are listening to and how people are approaching their partying. So maybe it'll kind of, uh, you know, be a space for innovation. Uh, here's my hope hat. I'm putting it on. <laughs> No, I like your optimism, actually. You've really actually turned it around for me. Um, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much oh, for joining us today. Before, us before I finish up, um, Gabby, I just wanted to share something as well. Um, Half Wild are a, uh, co- a, a collaboration of uh, festival uh, organisers from around Australia, including some in Victoria. Um, they ran an online event and they've just got a bit of a call out. Maybe I'll share the link with you so you can uh, share it with your listeners. Um, but Definitely. the uh, website is halfwild.com. 
um, and the feature is save the dance floor, become a contributor. Basically, they're looking for people to help out with their um, new digital projects uh, and they're looking to do a lot more uh, streaming in the meantime. So th- I, I think they're one to keep an eye on because they're uh, very much Australian-based with uh, a lot of Victorian focus and um, they're, um, they have a lot of experience and, yeah, they'd love to hear from people. So just wanted to leave you with that one. Yeah, definitely. I'll definitely add the link on the podcast notes for people. Um, well, yeah, thanks so much, Nick, again. Uh, you can check out Encyclopedia on 3CR 855am every Sunday at 2pm if you're interested in drug law reform, harm reduction, and all things psychonautic. Well, thank you very much, Nick, and hope you have a lovely day. You too, Gabby. Thank you. We just heard an interview I had with Nick Wallace about what we could possibly expect with the Psytrance scene here in Victoria as we move into the post-COVID world. I must say Nick has definitely given me some optimism for the future. I highly recommend checking out his show Encyclodilia on 3CR every Sunday at 2pm. Now let's get into music for tonight. I've rounded up some of the best new releases in Forest Psytrance from around the globe. Some of the music featured in this set has come from the new Grim Records VA called Hidden entities uh, we also have the new Kaluyuga album from Sangoma Records and also a few tracks from the new VA called Ancient Wisdom that was released by Katai Records recently so let's get into the mix opening track is Marsh Caravan by Lulio and Photophobia
just bang on them. That's all I do. I make noise.
in a bootstrap paradox. For any information is sent back to the past from the future. And this, in turn, creates an infinite cycle in which the artifact doesn't have a real origin
opposed to assigning it a species. In some cases, it's obvious when two things should be separate species.
entities around who are actually controlling these thoughts, actions, etc.
heard the new killer track by Forrest Bamp called Magic Teapot. It's from the new Katai Records BA Ancient Wisdom. You can find the full show track list once I upload tonight's show on the podcast page, which you can find on 3cr.org.au forward slash midnight mass. That's all we have for tonight. We'll be back next week on Wednesday at 11 p.m. Until then, I'm wishing you all a good night and sweet dreams.